Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Wicked Anime is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for all nerds and otaku across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination and with the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other wicked awesome geek programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Welcome, everybody, to the 76th episode of the Wicked Anime Podcast. My name is the hard man with harder opinions, Andrew, and I don't have my brother here with me today because he's actually in Florida with the Nerdy Show folks covering a convention called ShadowCon. Uh, But with me today, I do have, is of course returning for the second time, Victor Jump. Hey, guys, what's going on? And of course, the fangirl, Victoria. Hi! Oh boy, so we got an interesting cast today. This, this is the first time ever that Jonathan has not been on the show, believe it or not. And this feels um, weird. Yeah, I've not been on, I've been absent from the show before because I was sick one time, like really sick, but it's never been due to a convention of me and Jonathan being in two separate places at once. I'm slightly insulted he didn't co- tell me he was coming to Florida. <laughs> he did, he, he, made a, he made a Facebook status about it, but that was oh, about Oh, okay. He wasn't going to be able to visit with anybody. So yeah. kind of like telling people that he was coming down to Florida would be kind of like a tease, you know? <laughs> we're uh, we're planning on talking about anime movies this time around. Uh, but of course, we're going to start off with the news, as we always do. Ring the news bell. News. Yes. I don't do that. <laughs> I think we'll cut. We'll kick it off first uh, before going into the news. So Jonathan was covering ShadowCon this weekend, but me and Christine were press over at Rhode Island Comic Con this weekend. And I'm very and, uh, so so we split the difference as to what we were doing, and we got the awesome opportunity to meet Wilfred L. Super super jealous. Yeah, which a lot of people seem to be. Uh, Victor, you know, do you know Wilfred L? Uh, Boy Meets World. Yes, correct. Uh, Boy Meets World and uh, Thundercats ba- and Batman. Thunder, yeah, Thundercats, Beyond. Batman Beyond. We have a really cool video coming out. <laughs> we have this really funny great short interview that we did with him. He was a sport and ah, it was so perfect. It was so (laughs) great. Uh, Christine was going to be on the podcast today, but she's actually back at Rhode Island Comic Con and she, yeah. uh, And that's her con. That's definitely her con. Oh yeah. She loves it. She, she's, Christine is very much more a Comic Con person as, as we are to anime conventions. She gladly goes with us to Anime Boston, but that's her place. Yeah, gladly, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> she puts up with us there. She does. She absolutely <laughs> puts up with us. But that is our con. Comic Con is her con. Um, See, and she also, <laughs> she also just uh, messaged me not too long ago when I got up. 
and started putting all this news together that she scored an interview with the Soup Nazi. Really? Yeah. yeah. From uh, Seinfeld? From Seinfeld. Nice. Cool. So, nice for you. Uh, she, ta- she talked to him yesterday and said that he was a wicked nice guy. So it was cool. We also got to hear uh, some really cool information from Ron Perlman. Uh, he was a really interesting guy. I never in a million years thought I would ever be in the same room as Ron Perlman. So seeing him live was something incredibly special to me, especially because I love just seeing him in movies. Uh, as press, in... you got to sit a lot closer, right? Yeah, well, because we had the press entrance. So we got to go into every single panel we wanted to go to as VIPs. So every single panel was open to us and we could sit wherever we wanted, take video and pictures of whatever we wanted. It was awesome. So cool. I met some cool people from BuzzFeed, believe really? it or not. What? And, uh, yeah. You met BuzzFeed uh, was, people? Yeah, yeah, it was, um, he was, he was a contractor for BuzzFeed. It was okay. interesting. Uh, so anyway, back onto the more mainstream news. So, we're gonna kick off the news with something a little bit sad, unfortunately, but then we promise it will get happier. Uh, so the voice actress, uh, most recently known from Shimonetta, uh, passed away. Her name is Matsuki Miu. She was 38 years old, and she passed away from pneumonia. Ouch. Whoa. Yeah, so sh- her most recent, uh, her most recently known part was Anna from Shimonetta, which was this crazy weird part. I wasn't a huge fan of Shimonetta, but a lot of people were. They thought it was funny. Uh, it had a lot of lots of sexual content. That's mostly what the <laughs> show centered around. She was this crazy rapist-like character, uh, wow. which made it humorous in a way, but really bizarre. But it's really, it's always really sad to hear when one of these uh, voice actresses pass away or anybody pass away from the industry because there's so many people passing away. So young, too. Yeah. They literally work themselves to death. It's insane. They was really, really young. Yeah. They, they give themselves, like, no breaks and they just literally work themselves to death. It happens all too often. It's really sad. Yeah, I was talking about this with you, Andrew, uh, um, how, uh, like, Japanese, in Japanese custom, it's, like, it's totally cool to just sleep at your job because of how hard they work. Like, it's actually, like, commended to take, like, two or three hours just off work and just, like, even sleep there in your chair. And some people fake it just to, like, you know, look like they're working that hard. It's really, like, the work ethic there is just so rigorous. Yeah, uh, that's, yeah, with most desk jobs, if you fall asleep at your desk, they look at that and be like, that guy is a hard worker. That guy knows what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's probably but, um, dreaming of work. But it's terrible when, when somebody passes away. So. Absolutely. So our condolences to Matsuki Miu. Most definitely. Uh, it's really sad, uh, unfortunate news, especially because her show was so recent, everybody knew who she was. It just, that sucks. The fans must be devastated. Yeah, I'll say. So, uh, back up. We have, um, starting to rise off of that low. <laughs> we have a uh, new Kickstarter has been kicked off. Uh, Don Bluth uh, is back from his retirement. Uh, he wants to make a Dragon's Lair movie. Uh, you guys familiar with this, Dragon's Lair? No. I am not. Sorry. It's an old arcade machine where it's 100% animated. You have you play as a knight going to rescue the princess, and it's an interactive movie. So every time you see a flash on the screen, you make a decision with going left, right, forward, up, down. That would be awesome. That's interesting. Dodge. Yeah, it was a real quarter eater. 
Wait, how would they make that a movie? Almost probably exactly the same as the game. (laughs) So halfway through the movie, it's going to pause. Which way are you going to turn? (laughs) And and yeah, no, Clickers at the beginning of the movie where we just all, like, make a unanimous decision. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, um, it's crazy because... So the Kickstarter is looking for $550,000. Ouch. And that is only for the pitch. So the Kickstarter is to make a pitch for the movie, like a full animated pitch of how this movie's going to go and what they're going to sell to movie studios so that it will eventually be picked up later. It has 17 days left to go as of this recording, and they're only at $150,000. And you said seven days? 17. 17. Which is really not looking good for the campaign, unfortunately. It's a long shot. Especially because, like, once the pitch goes, do you think they'll get everything they need? Like, do you think they'll, like, kickstart again, possibly? No. uh, The pitch is only to sell two studios. So if the pitch gets made, then the studios will fund the rest of the movie. Yeah. But uh, it's really interesting. Uh, You guys, have you... I don't know if you guys have seen any other Don Bluth films. He's made Titan A.E., uh, the Secret of Nim. I've seen that. Uh, Troll in Central Park. Whoa! What? Yeah. Aren't the... I have almost all of Don Blue's movies. Those on, are like, film, except for except of course for Pebble and the Penguin and and Troll in Central <gasps> I Park. I love those Pebble ones, and the Penguin. <laughs> those were <laughs> both those uh, Troll in Central Park and Pebble and the Penguin were his least received films. I love that movie. <laughs> but, no, and it's totally cool to love that movie. Yeah, <laughs> it's just. It's just those are those were kind of where he he oh faded off. Oh my god, a he's bit. like my childhood. Like yeah. oh, I, I, need, love... I might need to go give money to him now. <laughs> yeah, right. No, I love Secret of Nim and I love Titan A.E. Those mm-hmm. movies were freaking awesome. I think I have uh, seen Titan A.E. Now that you've mentioned like all those other ones. Probably it's, it had Matt Damon in it. Yes. Okay. And Ron Perlman. Yes. <laughs> uh, so. Dragon's Lair is kicking off. Uh, there'll be by the time this episode gets released, there'll only be a little bit of time left to donate. But you can still donate, and I would love to see another Don Bluth film. He's getting really old, and I really, really want to see him make another movie. Next media news piece: we have there's a new Tokyo Hostel opening up. Uh, I've never been a huge fan of the ideas of hostel or hostels. Uh, and it has nothing to do with the movies. The idea of hostels is just creepy to me where you're in like an open space sleeping with people you don't know. It's kind of creepy. But this is kind of interesting. So on November 5th, which was only a couple days ago as of this recording, a new hostel opened up in Tokyo called Book and Bed. It's essentially, just think you're sitting in a library, okay? You're in a cool library and there's beds all around you. That's essentially what this hostel was. Just filled with Japanese books, mangas, whatever you can oh, think of. Oh, that sounds awesome. So you just pick a book off the shelf and lay down? Yeah, and read. And huh. Now, the books there aren't for sale, but you can read them however you want, just like a library. And there's even, there's even like, uh, capsule-style beds in the bookshelves. They should make it creepy by making it a hostel with only Junji Ito books around it. <laughs> <laughs> like... A, a Junji Ito-themed anything created would, would be oh, creepy. God. <laughs> I don't know if anybody would actually stay there, but, you know. Well, horror fans would. But, yeah, this is cool. So they opened it up. Uh, most hostels are built for foreigners, so I'm wondering if the books are translated. The article I read didn't say if any of the books were translated versions of those books. 
But I imagine that there would be translated versions. Yeah. Because hostels for backpackers just traveling across. And it's it's really kind of cheap, too. It's only 32 to $50 a night, depending on what your stay is like. Uh, which isn't bad, because backpacking, you know, you don't have a lot of money or you're moving from place to place, so you need a cheap place to stay. Yeah, that'd be, it'd be definitely a, an experience. An interesting adventure that I am not going to try. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to mention who these came from because uh, all of our news today has come from fans. You guys just bombarded us with tons of news over the past two weeks, which is freaking sweet. We love it when you guys do that and like to participate. I'm almost thinking it's almost not even worth it for us to do our own research, seeing that you guys are just like, here's a news story, here's a news story, here's a news story, and we really appreciate it. It's really Saves great. you guys some time. A little bit, yeah. Voice actress story came from Gerardo. Uh, Don Bluth came from Scott, even though the Don Bluth story has been circulating nerdy show like crazy, so we, we've just been getting that, but Scott did send that over to us, and Tokyo Hostel story came from Brad. Next up, we have another story that came from Gerardo, which is, uh, moving on to some gaming news. So here in gaming news, we have some really exciting news for me. I don't think any of anybody else, any of you guys are going to be excited about this, but I personally am really, really, really excited about this. <laughs> are you ready? Alright. Sega has announced a new title for the Valkyria Chronicles series. <laughs> Yay, right? Oh boy. Woo, everybody cheer. Woo! I always meant to get to Val- Valkyria Chronicles on PS3 because I heard it was just... I got into Nino Kuni, then I was like, oh my god, Japanese RPGs are amazing, I need to play more. Now, Valkyria Chronicles is not a traditional Japanese RPG, though, Victor. It's oh, really? a tact- It's a tactical RPG. Ooh, okay. So, so, and it's not a grid-based tactical RPG, either. You have a free-roam tactical RPG. Okay, I, I enjoy that more. Soldiers on the field, you get to choose from a massive roster of characters, and every single character is built with a backstory. And the more you play them in your army on battlefields, the more... You unlock about their backstory. Now, is this game going to be for next gen, I'm assuming? Supposedly, yeah. Here's the problem. So, the first Valkyria Chronicles had an incredible cult following, you know, being people like me and Jonathan. And the game was so fantastic, and the story was so deep and so character-driven, I could not help but just fall in love with it. Yeah. That was the first one, and that was for PlayStation 3. The second one was did not sell well here in the States, because it was for the PSP. Oh, okay. I, now, I, I ha- really hate how they always transition like that. It's I feel really like you annoying. tried to get me to play that game. Yeah, because I think there was a co-op feature in it. Like, what is it, Gravity Rush that's coming to the States finally? But we got the first one on PSP, and it was, like, really... It also had, like, a cult following, I think. Yeah, the first one was for the Vita. It was, Vita, like, one of the... Cool. It was one of the launch titles for the Vita, but now Gravity Rush 2 is coming out for the actual PS4, which is a bizarre change. Yeah. So, anyway... You have Valkyria Chronicles 2 that was released here in the States, but it was only for the Vita, so or not for the Vita, for the PSP. So it wasn't picked up very often by people, only the cult fans who even had PSPs. You know, not every fan who has PlayStation has a PSP. It's just a thing. So not everybody played it, but Jonathan did. And I have it. I have a copy of it, but I just never got around to playing it because I never really played my PSP that much, unfortunately. Jonathan got about halfway through and he loved it. The characters were cool. It was really great. And then Valkyria Chronicles 3 was never released here in the States, which was so upsetting to me because I loved the character designs. They they had new weapon classes. It was really cool. 
and I was really looking forward to it, and we just never got it. So I was just not happy about that. But a new title has been announced. It's called Valkyria Azura Revolution. And I assume it's called Azura Revolution because they all wear blue and the Azura is usually put together with the blue color. I don't know. Uh, it's a Japanese thing. So this title is announced, but there's no further update as to what's going on with it. Only that the title has been licensed and announced. That's it. That's all we know. We have no idea if the game's actually being made yet or if it's going to be released in the States, which I hope it is. It better. We better have a PS4 Valkyria title. That would be amazing. But that's it. That's that's what I got. That came from our fan Gerardo, and he's excited for it as well. <laughs> so I at least have we at least have three people on our show or related to our show that are excited about this. We'll have fun with that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's all for gaming news. That was the only gaming news story that came in, which shoots us right into our strange news section. Oh boy. So I actually have four strange news stories to talk about, believe it or not. And they all just get weird and weird. These are not the weirdest strange news stories we've got, but they are really brain tickling and very Japanese, which okay. I'm pretty excited about. Uh, it's, we got some really good ones. The first one it usually comes... makes me gag. So we'll see. <laughs> oh no. Okay. Nothing is gag worthy. Unfortunately, okay. nothing is exploding in China. I'm sorry. Well, I'm pretty sure last time I was on here, we talked about, like, girls having, like, squeakers in their boobs, so... What? Shouldn't get too strange. Really? <laughs> squeakers? We were, like, no. We, we <laughs> talked about, like, if you, like... I don't know. It was some sort of, like, squeaking sound. The it was squeaky weird. Squeaky toys? Yes. You know how you have squeakers and squeaky toys for, like, dogs? <laughs> I, I that, don't was, think... that was a discussion. Yeah, it was a discussion. I don't think it was a real thing. First, our bit of strange news comes from Gerardo. This is back over the Halloween weekend. So, there's a little burger restaurant in Tokyo called AS Classic Diner. And for the Halloween weekend, they made a kaiju burger, or a monster-related burger. It stood over 14 inches tall. Oh my god. And was built out of five different kinds of burgers. All one burger. So you have five different kinds of burgers. You have, you know, bun, meat, bacon, lettuce, cheese, tomato, bun. That's over a foot meat. tall. Like, what? And then repeat. Yeah. Rinse, wash, and repeat nine times, and then you've got your burger. <laughs> So, and it was all built off of different flavors. So the top one was like a bacon burger, then underneath it you have a turkey burger, then underneath it you have a uh, teriyaki burger, then put big burgers on top of one another, and voila, you have a monster burger. I mean, it sounds delicious. I would eat them separately, but they, were not they together. Were they a reward to somebody who could successfully eat it? Yeah. It didn't say. It didn't say. It was, it was strictly just a Halloween thing that they were doing like this special tall monster burger. Uh, Probably because after you ate it, you needed to be rushed to the hospital. <laughs> no way. Oh, yeah. It's definitely not like artery clogger burgers. <laughs> this will create a monster inside you. <laughs> <laughs> next up in strange news comes from Mike. Actually, the next bunch of stories that I have all come from our fan Mike. So first off, in Osaka, there is the very first all-you-can-eat KFC buffet. Mm. Oh yes. my goodness. <laughs> and I would totally go to this. Uh-huh. It is located in the Lollaport Expo City. That's a really interesting location. It's where there was a lot of events held. Some things to do with the very first Kentucky Fried Chicken. Ironically, Osaka has a really interesting history with Kentucky Fried Chicken. Apparently, their baseball team is cursed. Uh, they <laughs> haven't won in like over 70 years or some ridiculous number like that because... 
the baseball team threw a statue of Colonel Sanders into the river, and ever since they did that, they've been losing for 70 years and have have never won. <laughs> what? You gotta Americanize right? the town for victory. <laughs> so the deal is, is you go into this buffet restaurant for, and you have 90 minutes to enjoy whatever the heck you want. They have all the original recipe chicken plus 60 other menu items, including dessert. Which, 60 other menu items? Like, what could it possibly yeah, be? KFC I mean, you have, like, all the sides. You have the mac and cheese. You have the mashed potatoes and gravy. Well, you have the... I can't think of 60. Yeah. Well, Japan the... also has, like, I think, like, 19 types of Kit Kats. So, it, like, with chicken, uh, they'll figure something out. I mean, if, if, any, if anything, I would go in and just, like, have a mountain of snacker meals. I love the snacker meals. Like, that's my favorite KFC thing. So, I don't know, I don't know if Japan has it, but they better. Right? So you have all these, and for adults, it's anywhere between $16 and $21, depending on the time of day. During the afternoon, it's cheaper. During the evening, it's more expensive. If you're younger, if you're like a child, I forget how old, it's like a middle ground, uh, you eat for cheaper. And if you're under the age of four, you eat for free. I totally just texted my roommate saying, we need KFC for dinner. (laughs) (laughs) I'm yeah, craving it actually, now, and I hate you. That actually sounds like a really good idea. Right? Yeah, there's a KFC oh. like 10 minutes away that I'm now debating. Yeah, I have a KFC <laughs> not too far away from me either, and I hope they have uh, the secret number eight on the menu, which is the snacker meal. Mm. That's right. And you now we're all about, like, going into KFC <laughs> and just ordering a number eight, even if it wasn't on the menu. Yeah. <laughs> I know yeah, what cause... I'm about, son. Give me a number eight. Yeah, because it, 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 there's the menu that are all like the new items or the popular items and the, the meal deals. And then, of course, you have, like, the missing numbers, but I know for a fact that number eight is the snacker meal deal. So if you go in and you say number eight, they give it to you. I've never even heard of a snacker meal, sorry. I don't know. Yeah, snacker snacker meal is is my favorite. Okay, so the snacker is, this is weird, we're talking about sandwiches on on the weekend. Now we're hungry. (laughs) The snacker is a tiny strip of chicken on a little sesame seed bun sandwich thing. It just has uh, the special sauce that they have, which is really tasty, and a and a strip of lettuce. And there's two tiny little sandwiches that taste really good. And you can get it with you can get it with a, uh, any of the sides. I love it. Next up in strange news, we have Iowa Elementary School in Tokyo. So Iowa Elementary School is regarded as the best elementary school in all of Japan, not just Tokyo all of Japan. And here's what Iowa Iowa Elementary School does for its students. They have a class where they use Minecraft EDU to teach classes. Nice. So there's a version of Minecraft there's a version of Minecraft out there called Minecraft EDU that I assume has different properties in the bricks. It takes longer to break stuff because you actually need to learn things and you can't kill each other. You can't kill monsters. There are no, probably no monsters. Uh, it probably takes longer for stuff to grow. Who knows? But they use Minecraft EDU to de- develop things like math skills, social studies, logical thinking, drawing, and manual arts. Uh, so it kind of gets the brain... It, it Essentially used to get the brain juices flowing, you know? Make you think about how to build structures and putting things together in an interesting way really make you think. But that's not all they do. So Iowa Elementary School also has a botanical garden that you actually go in and the students will grow their own food. So they actually learn that these... kind of cool. Yeah, they learn these economical and farming, farming arts where 
throughout the course of the year, elementary school students will actually learn farming techniques, which is really crazy to think about. It's actually really neat. <laughs> and finally, here's the, here's the strangest part of it all. Uh, you know, first you have an elementary school that, hey, we have a class where you play a video game. Hey, we teach our young students to farm their own food. Two, the diplomas of the elementary... First of all, elementary school students are getting graduation diplomas. Really? They are imprinted on iPads. What? Every single student in the, in the graduating class gets an iPad engraved with their name and their diplomacy on the back of the iPad... And the iPad is loaded with the pictures of their school year and them and their achievements. That's so not fair. It's <laughs> really not. My sister came I can't home even with a, get an iPad now. <laughs> my sister came home with a Google Chrome laptop from her school and I was just like, where was where did the time I would have been happy with a leapfrog back in middle school. <laughs> yeah. Like if somebody right? just handed me a free leapfrog, I would have been thrilled. I, I know. I Though, granted, uh, everything that I did was written in notebooks. So I wrote everything down in notebooks and I could doodle in them. So you can't doodle on an iPad. No. Well, you can, but it's a little more obvious. Yeah. So that's that's all for Iowa Elementary School. Uh, good luck to those students because that is just freaking sweet. That sounds like a lot of fun to go to elementary. That is revered as the best elementary school in all of Japan. And no finally, shit, you get a free iPad. Finally, <laughs> last up in strange news, we have... Definitely the strangest of them all. Okay, so you guys know how curry is like a huge dish in Japan? Mm-hmm. I thought it was huge in India. Well, it is an Indian dish, but it's one of Japan's favorite meals ever. Really? Uh, so, and they have all different cultures of curry, not just Indian curry. Uh, curry like it is... comes a lot. Of, it comes up a lot in animes. Yeah. yeah, actually, now that I think of it, I had I had some special Naruto rolls at Fang Sushi that came with a, uh, a curry-type sauce. So... Here we have a brand new type of curry. It is specifically men's delusion curry, uh, curry orange flavor. I'm sorry, what? Men's <laughs> delusion curry orange flavor. Men's that delusion. Like it'll take you places. Yeah, <laughs> sounds special. Yes. Okay, so here we go. Have you ever felt hungry? Yes. Have you ever felt hungry and alone? Oh. <laughs> So, Village Vanguard, which is a novelty bookstore that sell, also sells lots of uh, instant curry dishes, is now selling Men's Delusion Curry Orange Flavor featuring 27-year-old swimsuit model Mao Harada. She's, okay, so she's a swimsuit model, and how does she possibly come with this freaking curry dish, this new instant curry dish? She's featured on a DVD that comes with this orange-flavored curry that she will pretend, or that she pretends to be your girlfriend while you eat the curry. I'm just worried what this curry is going to do to, like, existing relationships in Japan. (laughs) Like, what if you're just in a relationship and you're just, like, seriously addicted to this curry? (laughs) Apparently orange is the flavor of, of loneliness. And and the DVD, so you'd think like, well, I can only eat this curry and watch the DVD once and then the novelty will kind of wear off because I can't watch the same thing of her being my girlfriend over and over and over again. Well, oh my god, does it change? Well, congratulations, there's three different chapters of eating this curry that you can watch each time you watch it. So there's like the younger girl, there's the, the mysterious girl next door, etc. It's, it's bizarre. And uh, another thing is... 
uh, orange, like oranges themselves, aren't really featured in curry dishes ever. Hey, wouldn't you know, Mao Harada, she's from the Ehime uh, Prefecture, which is famous for their growing of their oranges, which is the reason why she's even featured in this, is because this prefecture is famous for their oranges, and she's in an orange-flavored curry girlfriend pretending eating instant curry DVD. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I can only imagine what's running through her head as she's recording that. Like, I'm supposed to be having a fake dinner with some creepy lonely dude on the other side of the screen. This is, like, so weird, though, because this is not really that abnormal. Like, this is not the first time anything like this has happened. I wonder if it's going to, like, if it's a huge success, it'll just branch out to, like, you know, if you want to, like, you know, buy oven-baked pizza and we'll cook it together, but not really because I'm, like, on your projected screen 200 feet away. Like, you can do that, though. That's That could be a thing. Yeah, um, I, I'm pretty sure what you just described is uh, definitely something that's already happened there, Victor. Really? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, like, I've... I've cooked along with cooking shows before and, like, followed directions. But what that's... about swimsuit models? No. Never a swimsuit model? No, never a swimsuit model. I'm How sorry. about, have you ever cooked along to a, a show that was, like, throw this in the microwave and then we'll eat it? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Instant curry swimsuit model. Oh, my God. Featuring oranges. She is really pretty. I will say that. She's a very, very pretty person. Would uh, you have an orange curry dinner date with this woman? In real life, <laughs> not not uh, not on uh, across a DVD. No, <laughs> pretend it's Skype. It'll be fine. Yeah, <laughs> and that's as strange as it gets. <laughs> Thank you very much to all of our fans who sent us the news stories this week. It was a huge help, see, especially seeing that Jonathan wasn't here, who usually collects a bunch of the news stories. Uh, the fact that you guys just threw us a bunch of cool stuff. It was really great. Uh, now it's time to move on to what we're watching. So is anybody watching anything interesting? Maybe actually we'll even open it up to manga. You know, what are we reading? What are we watching? Victor, you know, what did we do over the past couple weeks? Over the past really couple weeks, we sort of like, you know, embarked upon a emotional roller coaster of <laughs> lows and lows and lows and lows and lows. <laughs> And no high, and then an extreme high, but you know, and then yeah, so just and reading then, like, a lot a of brief, depressing stuff. A glimpse guys? of a high, and then just crashing into oblivion. Yeah, what did we do? We read Elfin Lead and watched. Yeah. Oh boy! <laughs> yeah, I we brought you into that, huh? <laughs> well, yeah, I took the opportunity uh, as we're teaching Victor more about any everything outside of Shonen. The second you meet someone, you make them watch Elfin Lead. Like, don't oh, you don't I have am, to I'm, explain I'm it. <laughs> okay, so let me tell you the story then, Victoria. Um, oh boy. So we did this whole anime watching adventure with Victor. And so we were watching um, a lot of DVDs. We watched Samurai Champloo, Cowboy Bebop, etc. And then he says, man, I wish Samurai Champloo was, you know, a bit gorier. And I was like, oh no. <laughs> I was like, do you want to watch something that's really gory? And he said, yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> so I introduced him to Elf and Lead. That's the gory, one of the goriest <laughs> animes I have. And what, I mean, what do you think of the anime? It was phenomenal. I'd never just seen just blood just spurting and limbs flying off and like <laughs> bones and it was it was nuts. I was like, "Wow, this is this is awesome." Like I've always wanted to watch R-rated anime cuz I'd stuck to the PG stuff like my whole life. 
Like, so essentially, in, you just want to watch all of their hardcore anime list. Yeah, like, to me, like, the the most brutal it got was nine years old watching, like, Piccolo's arm fly off. And I was like, oh, my <laughs> God, did that just happen? Is this real life? <laughs> but, like, just watching, like, anyone within, like, blinking distance of uh, Lucy just pop open was just nuts. <laughs> and it was awesome. Yeah. So, um, so what I, what I did was... After we watched the first couple episodes of Elfin Lead, I passed along the manga that I have because I have the entire manga, but it's, uh, it's not sold here in America, so I have a digital version of it. And I passed the whole thing along to him, and over the course of the week, we read it together. Like, so I read it for a second time, and both of our spirits were just like crushed. I was telling like, on a day to day basis. Thank God he didn't show me like four years ago when I was, was in high school and just like not emotionally ready for a, this type of story because. I came into the work the next day, I was, like, happy for a moment, I was upset, I just hated, like, my dad, I hated my mom, it was just, like, (laughs) emotions just poured out of me, it was ridiculous. And not only that, but, like, after we were done reading it, I was actually able to elaborate and explain to him more, like, the deeper meanings of everything that happened, especially the ending. Don't, I'm not gonna spoil anything about the ending, because it's my favorite thing on the face of the planet. I tell you guys this every single episode. But now I have a witness who can, who can bear, yeah, you know, bear witness to the fact that it is one of the greats. It kind of like ruins any other story for me because it, it's probably like the best, just in terms of character development and how, um, like you know, brutal pasts come to light. It's probably just like the best story I've ever, I've ever read, and I, I really, it's such a high pedestal that Elfin Lead is now on that like, I just look at sh- like, cause I've always been a Shonen fan. I just look at Shonen and I'm just like, you just there's nothing on Elfin Lead. There's just nothing <laughs> that will ever compare to the brilliance of this story. Great. Now I can like, tell why Andrew likes you so much now. <laughs> Andrew okay. has someone else to fanboy about this with. Right? Um, I, I have somebody sharing in my pain, my like utter, like just sadness of how sad this story Which means is. I'm still going to be the one hiding in my shirt at Hardcore Anime and everyone else is going to be cheering. Yay! <laughs> I have been watching a good amount of anime along with a lot of nerdy stuff. So I watched and finished The Seven Deadly Sins from Netflix. Um in about a day. How was it? <laughs> I really, I finished it in a day. <laughs> I, I didn't <laughs> expect it to be as depressing as it was at first. Because the characters, their backstories are just so sad and so messed up. And just, oh my god. Lots and lots of depression. And people having to kill their best friends. And just, oh my god. But um, huh. absolutely, absolutely loved it. I wasn't aware that Seven did. I've been hearing about it a lot. Like, there's a lot of information being thrown around about it on Facebook and the internet and what have you, but I had no idea that it was actually on Netflix. Yeah, it's all there. And it's in, it's in English on Netflix, which makes it easy. Like, I think I can marathon easier through English-dubbed shows. Yeah, but... absolutely. Well, and especially because I have a... My Netflix has an issue with subtitles. Like, they every time I put subtitles on my Netflix, they show up late. I don't know what it is, but you switch the language to Japanese, they say the line, and then the subtitle shows up. 
Yeah. And then when nobody's talking, you see like, words. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just what's going on. So if if I'm if I have the opportunity to watch something in English, even if I hate it, it's much better. Or if I just have mm-hmm. it on DVD, I'll just throw it on the DVD. It's fine. Um, but is the English dub good? Yeah, I I enjoyed it. I also haven't seen it in Japanese. My friend had, who was staying with me at the time, uh, he'd watched it already in Japanese, and he's like, yeah, no, I know this one. He's like, it's really, really good. I loved it in English. I mean, I think I might have a weakness for, apparently I have a thing for short blonde guys who kick ass, because it was yet again (laughs) a main character who was a short blonde kid, and I I don't know, it's just a thing with me, (laughs) but... Anyone who's met my boyfriend, he's medium height. I don't know. It's totally not someone who freaks out when you call him short. No, never. Um, But yeah, it it was. I loved it. I really, really loved it. I was up till six in the morning watching it and forgot what time it was. So, who's the voice cast? Do you know anybody? Um, it was all done by Amniplex. So like, it's they sounded familiar, but I haven't looked into it fully yet because i just mm-hmm. finished it yesterday interesting anaplex america actually doesn't usually have a whole lot of english dub um usually they they yeah they're not, they don't usually with, well i think like, it says it was a netflix original from the manga so yeah. i think because it's probably because netflix was like hey we're well, gonna kinda, fund this make it english yeah it's kind of the same thing that they did with uh knights of sidonia mm-hmm. when it was a which i really didn't enjoy but other people did i liked it their voices were interesting they did sound familiar though some of them very cool. Um, and then I've been watching Beyond the Boundary. Oh, really? Finally got into it, yes. It took me long enough, even though I kind of want to cosplay the girl. But anyways, uh, obviously fairy tale because I'm always watching fairy tale. I watched this. I started this one that's like, I probably am going to mess up the second word, but Inu X Boku Secret Service. Uh-huh. It's really strange, but interesting. Cool. Like this, the her secret service guy is like obsessed with her, but they're all also secretly demons and like half demons. It's 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 interesting. <laughs> it sounds kind of cliche, but that's okay. That's like my anime set, though. <laughs> <laughs> cliche romance ones are my. Cliche. You know me. You know me, though. I do. I can't help it. Well, there's nothing wrong with romance, liking romance. Well, he's kind of like obsessed with her, and she's like, "What is your problem?" Like the whole time, she thinks he's crazy. Were you watching that one? Oh, um, I'm using Crunchyroll. A lot of Crunchyroll. So it is on, it is on Crunchyroll. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been using my Crunchyroll subscription. I paid for it. I did it. Nice. Um, but then other than anime, I've been watching something a little bit on the nerdier side. Uh, I've been, but it has to do with anime. Okay. I've been watching uh, a D&D game on YouTube called, it's also on Twitch, it's called Critical Role. Yeah. It's is done it? by all those voice actors. Yeah, it's done by Laura Bailey, Matt Mercer. Travis right? Willingham. Yeah. Um, I geeked out so bad when I found it. I was like, oh my god, it's them! And I kind of died a little, and I've been watching it nonstop So now. it's it's really good? I love it. And, like, yeah, I'm not a huge D&D watching. fan. Like, I'm I'm still kind of working into it, I'm, but I enjoy listening. Like, one of my roommates is a DM, and yeah. listening to him do the games is kind of interesting. Like... So I've always kind of had a little interest in D&D, but I'm also, like, I love role-play and stuff, but I'm scared of, like, talking it in front of people because I get oh, too no, shy. It's, it's fun. It's way fun. See, I'm a theater person, but I'm a backstage theater person. You don't see me. I don't do talking. I don't like it. So it, it I don't know how I am about oh, it yet. I'm still learning. I really learning. have to look into that because Laura Bailey is my favorite English voice actress. She's pretty yeah. awesome, and her character has a pet bear. So she's pretty bad. <laughs> I remember. I still. I still remember when I met her. 
at MegaCon a few... Uh, I forget how long ago it was. It had to be at least five years I ago I remember now. you geeking out about it. Yeah, I, um, <laughs> I told her her voice was absolutely adorable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was it's, like, oh, it's really you, fun. So, nice. so I was like, I she's, hope she's really good. tough, and her character is like pretty tough in the anime and the in the game. But it's really fun to watch, like really really fun. And Matt Mercer, oh my god, he's amazing. Like I didn't, I wasn't a huge fan of him at first, and now like after watching the game, like I need to look into who he does more. And actually, I like it was really really cool. I've been watching that a lot. <laughs> yeah, he's Tiger in the new Thundercats. It's, oh god it's he's it's so good I he's also it. he's uh the english voice actor for levi and attack on titan mm-hmm. those are that's like his biggest role now that he's been doing so i think yeah that he i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use linkedin jobs linkedin has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Seen the Anime Boston when they had the preview. Yeah. We met him at Anime Boston. Yeah, I was like, I mean, like I said, I've never been a huge D&D person. I mean, you guys who listened to that lovely game that we did. The first time I tried D&D, I apparently kept messing up and hitting everyone around me instead of the bad guys. So I'm not, I've had interesting experiences with it. Cool. So big ups for Critical Role. Yeah. I, um, I, I actually follow uh, Matt Mercer, or Wicked Anime follows Matt Mercer and Laura Bailey on Twitter, and I get the updates about Critical Role being released, like, every every week. I just, it's I every always... Thursday they play it on Twitch from uh, Geek and Sundry. Yep. And, oh, my God. Because I've, I've gotten obsessed with Tweak and, uh, Geek and Sundry lately. Like, that and Tabletop Games is yeah. all I've been doing lately. And now we own half of the Tabletop Games and play them at my apartment. Very cool. So there you go. Big ups for Critical Role. To what I've been watching... I've been watching a, a show this season, also on Crunchyroll, from this season. Anti-Magic Academy, the 35th Platoon. It is very mediocre. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't... Now that I've kind of gotten into it, I can't stop watching it. Mostly because there's not that much going on this season of anime. I mean, we have One Punch Man, uh, awesome. Attack, on Titan, Ju- Attack on Titan Junior High. And then I'm watching every single short anime short under the sun on, on Crunchyroll. 35th Platoon is, like, the only one I'm branching out and watching, and it's okay. It's, again, really cliche. I really like the voice actors. I think that's what's really keeping me to it. Um, Some of the character designs are really good, but uh, others are kind of plain. And the story is just... Like, you, you watch it, and you're just like, 
with my hand on my face every episode, like, I've seen this before, <laughs> I've seen this before, I've seen this before. So just you know? lots of redone stuff. Yeah, a lot, lots of recycled material, and it's just okay. But I'm watching it anyway. What? I don't, <laughs> why? I don't know. Maybe I like the romancy stuff that they're throwing into it, but again, really cliche. So then that means we're moving on to our Tapagachi of the week because we do not have Toy Shelf. We don't have a fetish of the week for you guys. I'm sorry. But hey, Tapagachi, what are we talking about? We're talking about good and bad movies. Good and bad anime movies. How have we not talked about this before? I have no idea. You guys know, already know most of the movies we watch, so you might know of the things that we are going to talk about. But hey, good and bad anime movies. Everybody knows them. So why don't we talk about it? I can get my rant out. Yeah, that's yes. gonna happen. Okay, we'll we'll, ha- we'll let Victoria rant about uh, a specific Full Metal Alchemist movie that nobody has ever heard her rant about before. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you're the one who came up with the or had the topic. Okay, not my fault. And I also said that you should definitely rant about this again. Okay, so, because it's a thing. It. It's a horrible, horrible, horrible thing. <laughs> Anyone who knows Full Metal Alchemist, obviously, you guys know that's my very very favorite thing on the planet. So. Yep. Conqueror of Shambhala, probably the worst thing they could have ever done to the series, because it was horrible beyond reason. Like they don't end, they don't end it well. They don't put anyone to get. Like they don't keep the characters together. They move everyone around in different dimensions. It's confusing. It's all hell. And on top of that, everyone is just wrong and weird. <laughs> well, Fuhrer Bradley is suddenly a good guy and helping them out. For some, they bring. Hughes back, which everyone's just like, oh my god, this is amazing. He's not with his wife, but he's kind of just like, hey there, like kind of flirting with her. And then you find out he's a freaking Nazi. Like, no, that's not okay. <laughs> that is so wrong on so many levels. It's just not allowed. Now, Conqueror of Shambhala uh, fits into the... The original the, series, not the TV, Brotherhood. The TV anime, Yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and everybody knows that the TV anime is just crushed under the boots of brotherhood in the manga so it's so depressing like the things that they do to all the characters is just horrible like wrath has the most devastating looking death gluttony got real nasty looking like they all just have these horrible horrible things happening to them nonstop. and it's just like at first i kind of was hopeful like it was okay and then it was it's just oh my god it's painful it's painful to watch. It is horrible. I still own it, but it's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have everything Full Metal Alchemist. So. I do. It's just, oh my god. This like, one's I'm, just in the frowny face section oh, of the I, library. It kind of just sits in the back collecting dust, and I just glare at it every time <laughs> I look at it. <laughs> it's a horrible thing. <laughs> okay, uh, I, I'm cool. done. So I kick, can breathe. <laughs> so, so we're kicking this off with bad movies. Victor, do you have any bad movies, anime movies that you've ever seen? I'd say like one of my least favorites is probably the the fourth Naruto Shippuden movie. Yes, it was, I remember you telling me about this. It was just so bad. Like, um, so we start off Yamamoto, or no, I'm sorry, Yamato, Sakura, and Naruto, and Sai, I think, are heading to an undisclosed location because they they need to investigate some disturbance. And, alright, boom, wormhole out of nowhere. Naruto gets thrown back in time to the same area back when it was lively. Uh-huh. And, um, he's with, uh, he's with his, um, the fourth, the fourth Hokage. And he's just like, 
Well, at this point, everyone knows in the manga, everyone knows that, like, you know, who's Naruto's, who Naruto's dad is. And, like, it's it seems to be, like, Naruto's the only one who doesn't know. And he's, it's kind of just like him, like, looking at this guy the whole movie. He's like, man, this guy's really familiar. We both use the same jutsu. Like, what's going on? And they take on this, like, this villain that, like, he's not really a villain. He's kind of just, like, one guy the whole movie that, like, it, it constantly flashes to. And he's just like, well, this is my evil plan. Well, everything's in motion. But I've got this person under control, this person under control. Naruto villains, Naruto movie villains have all, always really been trash. And this one especially so, like, his final, he, he was really just, like, some dude that was, that hung around waiting to get Rasengan. That was, like, really, <laughs> like, that's my best description. He was just, like, some guy who, like, pulled curtains and just was just waiting for a good Rasengan to the face. And that's where, how the movie ends. And it was just, like, really, like, all this talking, like, because, like, the whole char- the whole movie is, like, you know, Naruto's ability to make friends with people who seemingly hate him. We seemingly just don't want to be his friend. And there's this, like, naturally, there's this stubborn princess, just like in the first movie. Yeah, like in that first Shippuden movie. Um, who, like, you know, I hate you, you don't know what's going on, you couldn't possibly understand. And Naruto just, like, you know, well, let's be friends anyway. And she wins okay. his trust, and, like, she tries <laughs> to, like, sacrifice... And it's just, boom, like, him and the fourth Hokage team up for some super mega ultra epileptic giving Rasengan at the end (laughs) that they use on the final villain. And, like, and the Rasengan's so powerful, it opens up a wormhole and Naruto can get back and everything magically works out. But, like, there was, it was really, like, I would have been content with it if the action was a little cooler. If they really focused on, like, you know, maybe bonding Naruto and his father and then Naruto could have possibly learned through the movie yeah but see the the problem with um with with exception to naruto the last and boruto none of the naruto movies could be canon because like that's the that's what i always looked at like you if you read the manga which i finally finished the naruto manga by the way i forgot to mention you read the manga and then you watch the movies and even even the filler episodes and you're just like when when do they have time for this there is no break. There is no nothing. There's no in-between events. There's nothing. Like, you can't actually fit these into the story chronologically mm-hmm. to have them exist. Yeah. So every single Naruto movie that comes out is non-canon because they just don't have time for that garbage, you know? Yeah. So you kind of watch the like a movie like that and you're like, when? You know, why? Which I is kind of the, a lot with my the response movies. to the first Naruto movie, like when you... We're like, oh yeah, watch it. It's on Netflix. It's it's cool, and then it totally wasn't cool. <laughs> yeah, but I know you like it, and that's fine. But, I think um, the there was this really awesome part in the the fourth movie, where uh, so Yamato is always uh, you know who you remember Yamato, right, Andrew? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yamato is always overshadowed by Kakashi, and he just wants to, he just want he kind of just wants Kakashi's approval, and he's always yeah. like you know sort of like he sees himself as bullied by Kakashi. Really? So, um, you don't really get that impression in the manga at all. Yeah, in the, it's more in the anime. So young Kakashi is in the fourth movie. And uh, there's this one scene where Yamato just like straight up like punches young Kakashi in the face. And he's like, what was that for? And Yamato's like, well, it's just payback for the future. It, it was just really <laughs> like, it was, it was a nice like little uh, fan moment. 
like a nod. Yeah, it was it was really cool. Now, okay, so speaking now that we're on the topic of Naruto movies, I know Victoria, you I've probably seen, haven't like, seen them. The very first movie, because like, I was into Naruto for a little bit, and then it just I don't know stopped. Yeah, the the best Shippuden movie, the best non-canon Shippuden movie that I've seen so far. I haven't watched number five yet. I'm I'm going to. Don't better, worry, Victor. You better. <laughs> um, was number six. Number six was awesome because it was fun. You have this movie where they kind of made a what if movie. So Naruto and Sakura are thrown into this alternate dimension where every single character that you've known and loved forever is an opposite. And they're just, and Naruto and Sakura are like, what is going on? So if you're familiar with the lore and the canon of Naruto, this non-canon and this non-lore makes a really interesting story that doesn't feel like you're wasting, it's wasting your time because it's not trying to be anything other than this alternate dimension, which to me is awesome. As opposed to Naruto the Last and Boruto, which were just awesome. Except for Naruto the Last, the villain was not cool. Uh, we've discussed this a few times. Doesn't sound like he likes it. <laughs> I, I do like it. I like it a lot. Um, There's a butt, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have a big butt as far as Naruto the goes. <laughs> but, um, and this is where, you know, we're at a crossroads and we totally differ. I would have been, like, I've, like, you've point, you've pointed out my weird Sasuke boner a bunch of times now. <laughs> and I, I honestly, I loved his poncho design. I just loved his sort of just, like, ragged, um, cloth-bearing self. He's a vagabond. Yeah, vagabondish. And, um, the movie was cool, and it focused on, you know, Hinata and Naruto's relationship, and that was really awesome, going through the flashbacks and everything. I do think it just needed more action. Like, or, like, if they yeah, would have just... Perfect, I'm glad you said that. If they would have just, like, you know, made the the action, action sequences better, like, the, the few that were in there, like, um... There was the 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 first initial action action sequence when um when they come to kidnap Hinata and then there was the one in the cave where they fight that giant crab which was retarded it was just like like the there these are four ninja like one of them who saved the world and you're gonna throw a crab at them like <laughs> um I don't care how big it is okay so here's where you and I differ as you said you said the action should be better. My opinion is there should have been no action whatsoever. The movie was about developing Naruto and Hinata's love for one another. The best act of the movie was act number one, where Naruto is just in the Hidden Leaf Village. He's hanging out with all the people after, you know, the events of the manga. And things are just happening as life happens and Hinata is there trying to confess her love to Naruto. And this sounds like it's right up my alley, yeah, just it's, saying. It's so perfect. <laughs> Victoria, this movie is so perfect for you and then it moves on to... Hey, Not we're, perfect for you. <laughs> yeah, like, here's, here's a bad guy that is so crappy you're gonna care less about him and then they try to add fight scenes in and action in this whole, like, Hinata, you're gonna be my princess... And stupid junk like that, where it should have just been the entire movie, should have been in the Hidden Leaf Village, uh, focusing on the characters that, here's what happens to them after the events of the manga, here's how Naruto and Hinata fall in love. That's it. 
That's what it should have been about. It would have been I would like that awesome. movie. It would have been awesome. I love Hinata. Yeah, Hinata's awesome. And she's so cute. And and the thing is, is we've we've had enough action, you know? Like, action is over. Like, we don't need any more action as far as Naruto goes. Let's settle down. Calm down. Make a really cool movie. Okay, and, and this is not to say I liked Naruto the last. This is my issue with it. That's all. I liked I liked the movie, but that was my issue with See, it. See, I... You know, well, naturally, in a, in a, like, it's a shonen movie, like, you can, that, that stuff's cool and all, but. And I know, and I realize that, I realize the audience that it's going for, but, story. I mean, granted, it was cool, because in a lot of uh, interviews before the movie came out, Kishimoto was like, hey guys, I know I might get a lot of flack for this, but this is going to be my first time doing, like, a romantic style I really want to emphasize and romanticize Naruto and Hinata's relationship, so go easy. And, <sighs> like, he did it great. He did it, like, honestly, Some I think one of my favorite um, scenes with them, the first time when Naruto was, like, going through all the, uh, he was going through those bubbles, and they were placed in a genjutsu, and yes. he was just like, you know, why am I remembering Hinata all this all this time ago? And then, when she was, when she was um, putting the ointment on his back. Yep. In, actually, no. It's between the ointment on the back and uh, when Naruto finally goes to like confess that he loves her, she just gets like swooped away. Yeah, yeah, Victoria. You know, you might want to watch this movie. Regardless, I'm of googling what... it right now. Yeah. I'm trying to see where I can find it. <laughs> so, let's move away from shonen and uh, and things that have to do with anime series, and let's move on to actual movies themselves. Uh, this, themselves. Oh, because then we just skipped over all my movies. Oh, <laughs> well, <laughs> we can go back. It's fine. Uh, but I kind of want to talk about uh, standalone movies, you know, anime movies by themselves. Like, like the Miyazaki films? Like Hosoda films. I mean, you've seen Hosoda films, right, Victoria? I'm not positive. You watched The Girl Who Left Their Time Together. Yes, yes. Sorry. <laughs> I'm not good with names, okay? <laughs> yes. Uh, okay, so as everybody on this show... Or everybody who listens to this show knows, Hosoda is my all-time favorite director, not just of anime, anything, of movies. I actually don't really consider his movies to be anime movies, I just consider them to be animated films. Um, And he is my favorite Japanese director, or even director of all time. Uh, And he has made, you know, Girl Who Left Their Time, then actually started with the Digimon movie, then The Girl Who Left Their Time then Summer Wars, then Wolf Children, and now The Boy and the Beast. I still have to see Wolf Children. Yes, you absolutely need to see Wolf Children, and we still have to We mention that every time I'm around. We're like, we need to watch that. We need to watch that, and we just never do. I'm all for it. We just never get the chance. Well, uh, Jonathan and I got the chance to watch Summer Wars with Victor. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Did you get a chance to watch any of the other ones, Victor? No, I didn't. I kind of want to jump on anime. Before I uh, check out any more Hosoda of films. Uh, but Victor has also been exposed to how good Hosoda is yes. at making movies. He sounds like he's fanboying over there, dude. You all right? <laughs> yeah, I'm good. I'm just like remembering Summer Wars and just how great <laughs> watching something like that. Like, because it wasn't an anime movie at all. Like, like, it really wasn't. It was It was just uh, such a beautiful animated story. It, See, uh, I haven't seen Summer Wars. You gotta. You haven't seen Summer Wars? James nope. has seen Summer Wars. I never. You guys never had me watch it. So. Uh, well, fine. I'm then. sorry. I guess we're gonna have a Hosoda night sometime <laughs> and just have, watch them all. 
I'm back in Massachusetts in May. So. Ooh, oh boy. That's it. That's how we know we're gonna start. That's and how I'm it's gonna moving roughly off, like ten minutes down the road from. I just wanted to mention that we've beat hosted to death and uh, and you know brought him back to life and beat him to death again on the show. So I just wanted to mention that that every single hosted a film is a great movie and I can't wait to see the boy and the beast myself uh, because I almost suspect that it's gonna be another great movie as he has always done. <laughs> All right, Victoria. Victoria, what did you have? Series wise or non series? Anything. Just what what's what's good, what's bad. What do you have? Okay, so everyone who knows me knows I am a fangirl and a half. So. you know it's true it's my name and everything Um, so my main good movies are always the ones that have the couples in it so and everyone knows two of my favorites i think you were even going to make it like a quiz question at one point is definitely nalu and luna so luffy and nami and natsu and lucy so if anyone who watches fairy tale you need to check out the um i wrote it down because i knew i'd i'd forget so it's not even a japanese name it's just the title fairy tale the movie the phoenix princess it's really intense and crazy and lots of things happen and but it's so good it's so stressful and it ends in like this most adorable it's it's depressing it's you you guys would like it it's really depressing there you go (laughs) jeez (laughs) lots of action with depressing stuff in it okay you'd like it I mean, Andrew and Jonathan kind of gave up on fairy tale after the first couple episodes. Did were just not. Kind of, Did not. You were. You guys commented saying that it was anime that thinks you're dumb. Well, it is, but so is at like, the so beginning is half. So is Naruto sometimes. I know. And I mean, Naruto's going to be in, in that uh, lumped in there, but I love Naruto. <laughs> well, I absolutely loved that movie because it had like the. Uh, I don't. I don't know what to say to like not give stuff away, but everyone's seen this picture at this point. If you like the series, there's a picture of Luffy. Uh, yeah, Luffy. Luffy. The picture of <laughs> yeah, Luffy in a fairy tale. No, there's a picture of Natsu hugging Lucy while she's crying. What movie did and you say? It's just. Again? It's a beautiful uh, fairy tale. The movie. It's the Phoenix Princess. Um, it's that's where that picture is from, where like Lucy's kind of a crying mess and Luffy's. Uh, yeah, I keep going Luffy. God, <laughs> somebody's got Luffy on the mind. I do because he's my next one. <laughs> but it's just it's just so cute and supportive, and you just like know that's gonna happen, and it's gonna happen because it better happen or I'm gonna be pissed. Well, <laughs> like, it kind of sounds like um, Natsu and Lucy are more canon than. Luffy and Nami. They're definitely more Cameron. Uh, Cameron, yeah. I can't talk. Cameron. I got your word vomit. It's not. I can't stop. <laughs> but um, yeah. They're. I mean, I wish that Luffy and Nami were canon, but it's just Luffy doesn't seem to have a love interest. I don't think he's ever going to. <laughs> I'd like to. I want him to so bad. Like, so, so bad. Because it's your favorite thing. It is! Hey, I'm, look. like, hugging the Strong World movie as I say this. Yeah, I don't because, I don't blame oh. you. I, I like it when they have the little relationship stuff in it. Just but. a little one. It doesn't have to be, like... They don't have to be, like, Inuyasha and Kagome pining for each other every five <laughs> minutes and getting confused. It's just, just, just a little hint of it. Like, please. But, uh, I mean, it, even in fairy tale, there's a moment that, like... Lucy's in a wedding dress, and it's just awesome. But yeah, um, the other one I liked was Strong World from One Piece, because that is that is definitely Luffy, Nami, like hinted the entire freaking movie. Really? And oh my god, like the whole time, it's just hinting at the two of them. 
Like, it, it's real bad. Like, it just continuously hints at it, and I'm just, it makes me so happy. Well, Nami gets kidnapped. It's essentially what happens because she's such an awesome navigator. Uh-huh. So she gets kidnapped, and Luffy's like, oh, hell no. And gets the whole group together to go get her. And it's just, oh my god, it's so good. <laughs> so, so good. It, oh, I love it. Um, and then I've also got, okay, this movie kind of goes into both the good and the bad. Okay. Because it's an Inuyasha movie. Okay. And the Inuyasha movies were kind of... Wait, we've discussed this one on the show too, haven't we? I don't know. I haven't talked about Inuyasha, in, like not the movies anyways, in not, a long not, time. Yeah, not in a long time. I've, I've, I've been good. I've stayed away. <laughs> but the Inuyasha movie, the second movie, I own all four movies, by the way, because I'm just that person. Uh, Inuyasha 2, it's the, the castle beyond the looking glass. Like, it's definitely not canon, has nothing to do with the series, but it's just like, oh my god, I love it so, 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 so much, because it has that one, They, it's the only time you're actually going to see them kiss, and Kikyo has nothing to do with it. <laughs> like, it's not a good movie, but if you like the couple, it's cool, and then there's also a Songo Moroku moment, because he's like, Inuyasha kiss, or Kagome kissed Inuyasha, that I'm just gonna kiss you, and she's like trapped in a wall, and she's like, nope, nope, back up, nope, and he just keeps going for it, but it, yes. it makes me happy whenever I need like a couple fix. It makes me happy. Another movie that I would I probably have to mention is a really good addition to a series film that has nothing to do with, with the actual series itself. Like, it's a non-canon. Well, it's canon, but it doesn't have to do with the story, the main story. And that was the Trigun movie. Uh, when Bad Ran- Badlands Rumble came out, uh, it was really neat because Trigun had been over for a while. And uh, this was just the return of Trigun, an extra story that you didn't hear before. And the movie was really good. Uh, it was just, it went right back into what Trigun used to be. And so it was a really nice refresher to what you've seen in the series before. I, I highly recommend it to any Trigun fans. And if there's anybody who's thinking about doing Trigun, uh, I don't know if there's anything in this movie that you have to know beforehand. Because it's the same thing as Jonathan and I watched the Cowboy Bebop movie first. And then we watched Cowboy Bebop. That was what got us into anime in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe, I don't know, you could watch the Trigon movie and then get the series, but I recommend just watching it all. Victor, have you seen any of the Miyazaki films yet? Miyazaki, Spirited Away and, uh, Princess Mononoke. Yes, that is what we okay. should talk about, because that's something that everybody can relate to, is a Miyazaki yeah. film, so we should, we should definitely talk about and this. And there's plenty we should, of them. Yeah, we should definitely finish off by, with a Miyazaki discussion. Uh, so, okay, let's do Roundtable. What's your favorite Miyazaki film? Uh, Victor, go first. Um, I definitely liked Spirited Away more than I liked Princess Mononoke. I loved them both, but the, it was, um, it actually, like all my anime conversations go, it started with a Naruto conversation with me and my friend, and he was like, dude, you should really step out, you should check out one of the most, like, revered movies of all time, Spirited Away. I was like, okay, let's watch it. And I really enjoyed it, but I don't know, like... It was so new to me, like, that style of anime, like, storytelling, that I didn't really know why I enjoyed it. I was like, nobody really got hit in the face that whole time, and I loved it. <laughs> like, what, like what, what's wrong with me? <laughs> but it was just so beautifully done. Like, I found myself really, like, caring, like, is she gonna get her parents back? Why did they turn into pigs? What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> and um, one of my, I think one of my um, 
one of my favorite scenes in that whole movie was um, just that scene where um, I forget uh, the dragon's name. I think it's Haku, isn't Haku. it? Haku. Haku. Um, Haku. Haku. When he's H. hurt yeah. and he's sort of just like flying around the shoreline and then he just comes barreling into the room. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was just, it was really good to me. Oh, yeah, in the boiler room. Yeah, that's uh, it. That, yeah, and she's that, like not even scared. She's yeah, like, nope, you're going li- to yeah, listen. They brought him to the boiler room after. Yeah, I have to agree with you. I think my favorite is, in fact, Spirited Away. But I've seen a lot of them. So uh, it's, it's kind of hard to keep track I've of them. I've seen like 90% of them. Yeah, like uh, Totoro, I love. I love Totoro. Um, I love Princess Mononoke. But I think Spirited Away was just, to me, just so beautifully done. I loved it. I love, love, love Spirited Away. And that was the one movie that everybody was like, I can't believe you haven't seen it yet, you know? We were essentially, you know, bombarded with information for us to finally see it, and then we finally did, and what do you know? It rose to the top for me. It was really good. My favorite is definitely Howl's Moving Castle. You like Howl's Moving Castle? Uh, that's it's, another one I gotta watch. It's like the whole romance one. Of course I do. But it's um, kind of, Yeah, kind of, isn't it? But... I don't know. There's always some sort of romancy thing involved with. Yeah, it's also it's also got the focus on like confidence and stuff like that. And, like, Andrew, do you think she would have been one of the all girls at Boruto? Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's never even a question for me. I'm most likely <laughs> that person. Didn't even have to think about that one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wait till you meet me in person. That's all I do when we watch things. I'm like, oh, that's so cute. <laughs> I'm a um, fangirl. It's lit- like, there's a reason they call me that. <laughs> but have you guys ever seen any bad Miyazaki films? Or not, maybe not even Miyazaki films, but bad Ghibli films. Because I've I have. heard that the most recent one. Okay, so my least... I've heard, I didn't see it though. Yeah, my least favorite Miyazaki film that I've seen is The Wind Rises, unfortunately. Yeah, that's, that's the one that I, I've heard. Like, I didn't see it, but my roommate did, and he appreciates movies a lot like yeah. ha- he's not a big anime fan but he he's like a movie critic and a half in his own mind yeah but um but he he said that that one was one that he just didn't like it well it was just kind of dull you know it wasn't mm-hmm. as far as uh studio ghibli as a whole goes it's not the worst not the worst one uh the worst one that i've seen that come out of ghibli was the most recent one which was when marnie was there I have never disliked a Ghibli film I've never so even heard that one. Mu- like so much, but loved the ending. So like the movie as a whole, you have to suffer through so that the ending you're like, oh, yeah, I still hated that movie. Because <laughs> it was just confusing and really bizarre storytelling and you had no idea what was really going on and it was really emotionless which was really weird the 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 characters their faces were like stone cold the whole time there was no expressions given or anything it was just weird so when marnie was there as far as ghibli as a whole studio goes that was the worst one i've, I've seen I'm trying to think like I can't really think of one that I didn't really like. Yeah, I truly haven't seen enough. That was my that was my two cents on on what Ghibli is. Like cuz you have things like uh Arietti and Earthsea when Marnie was there. Those are all the lesser ones not made by Miyazaki that everybody I was like I didn't mind Arietti. I own Arietti. Yeah, you know, but that was just it. Not everybody, you know, minded Arietti, but it was like eh, you know. I'm also a big David Henry fan and he was the main guy. So, Spirited Away, or I'm sorry, uh, Princess Mononoke was really, uh, I didn't expect the amount of 
not I'd say I I think the best word is gore. As I was gonna like, say, I'm not surprised you watched that one with your gore. <laughs> like, yeah, with you like, liking all the blood and gore stuff. I remember. I just it was just like Spirited Away was such a family film that I watched Princess Mononoke, and I was like, okay, cool. Oh my god, arrows chopping people's <laughs> that heads off. That guy just got his arm shot off. Yeah, I feel like, like Princess I, Mononoke I was, was like, one of the first ones. So they were like, let's see what we can do, and it was intense. Was one of the first ones what? I think it was one of the first Ghibli ones, I think, right? Like, like no, one of the first, like, that was one, one of the, of the first, ones. like, ones that got popular, I thought. One of, yes. Uh, one of the first ones that got Ghibli, like, noticed here in the States. Yeah. Like, but Totoro was here. Yeah. Um, Kiki's Delivery Service was here. I love Kiki. But um, those were all distributed by Fox at mm-hmm. the time. So they had Fox dubs of those movies, and then... They turned it, and then Disney got the licensing, and they redubbed them. Yeah, so, John Lasseter was like, "You need to pick up this guy and the, <laughs> yeah. right now." And uh, and I think that was because of Princess Mononoke. I actually, I think there's an interview about that. Yes. Online, but yeah, I'm pretty sure you're right. Like, it was the first one that was definitely got like recognized by more people. Totoro was a big like thing with all the anime geeks in the world. Yes. <laughs> yes. But that is like the biggest anime geeky thing you can find. He's yeah. like he's like an anime mascot. He really is. Him and the cat bus. <laughs> which which Hayomi is speaking of mascots, did you guys hear about the uh the piracy camp you told us about the was it you was it you that told me about the piracy campaign in Japan? Yes. That that was featured on our show here. Yes. That was, okay. And that's where we discussed it. Yes, that the pir- anti piracy campaign in Japan is led by the One Piece cast. Yeah. <laughs> by pirates. That's awesome. <laughs> that's beautiful. Um but yeah, as far as like Ghibli goes, which I think is so funny that we're talking about, you know, anime mascots, like our anime fandom mascots is like Totoro characters and Hayao Miyazaki just hates anime and anime fans altogether. The fact that he created something that was just loved and adored and cherished by anime fans and he's just like, I hate you guys. I'm a grumpy old man. Yeah, he just keeps doing it anyway. <laughs> Yeah, right. He keeps coming out of retirement. I don't think he will ever actually retire. No, he'll die. He'll die an animator like all the other animators. Mm-hmm. As sad enough to say, like that's that's a horrible thing to say, but it's pretty true. But uh, I, well, I did want to discuss Ghibli because that's you know most people are familiar with. You know, not everybody's familiar with Fairy Tale, Naruto, and One Piece. Uh, but you know, we have all these other movies that you can suggest that are great. There was a movie way back when. I mean, way back because. I'm in my 20s. The Card Captor Sakura movie. Yes, the second that one. is what you wanted to talk about. Yes, the Card Captor Sakura. I, I believe it's the second one. It's where that pretty pink pink dress comes from. Yes. I own it. I love it. It you is beautiful. The, you own the pretty pink dress? <laughs> really? <laughs> you know me enough to know that's not that. <laughs> I own the movie. You will not catch me in pink unless it's a cosplay. Ever. Oddly <laughs> enough. Um, if it is a cosplay, I will make it black. No, because I when I when I was Holo the Wise Wolf, I had to wear pink, and I accepted that fact. So, anyways, <laughs> definitely like if you like the Cardcaptor series, real cute movie. Like I I'm not I don't remember it as clearly as I do the other ones because it's been a long time since I watched it. I'm probably gonna end up going and watching it after this podcast. But um, <laughs> well, now I, I'm like, oh, I need to go watch all my movies today while I pack for my trip to California. It's definitely a good older one to watch. Because, I mean, those of us from the 90s, that was one of the shows. It was Cardcaptor Sakura, Dragon Ball Z, and Pokemon, and Sailor Moon. Like, those were the four that I remember the most, you know? Actually, now that you mentioned that, uh, as far as, like, movies from way back, 
I think a movie that's good. Like I, it's it was good for its time, but now you watch it and you're like, that's really interesting. Like this is what made anime famous. Is as far as anime movies go, is Akira the most iconic anime movie of all time? Like the reason why we have anime the way we have it today is because of Akira. That is a good movie. It's confusing as oh, I can't crap. wait to watch that. Yeah, that's we. That's what we're gonna be watching with you next, Victor. But it's it's confusing as crap, which will be great that me and Jonathan will be there to watch it with you to explain what the heck is going on. <laughs> but it's really good. It is. That's really always helpful good. having someone explain it to you. <laughs> yeah, at the end you're just gonna be like, "What? What happened? Where did it go? I don't. I don't know. What is this space? What?" <laughs> <laughs> It was right. fun. I got to rant, so it was good. <laughs> <laughs> Again. I have not gotten to rant about Conqueror Shambhala in a while. That's right. So. You haven't. So it was about time. It was about due. Yes. <laughs> Excellent. Every so, month or so. Now it's time for some fan service. We don't have that much fan service uh, for you today, but I do have one cool little thing that came up, and that's on Facebook. And that was our, our Wicked fan, Keto. We had Keto pop up, and he was talking about our Wicked Anaplay channel. He asked us, hey... Is Dengeki Bunko Fighting Climax going to show up on in the roster? And my answer is yes. Because there's supposed to be a PS4 port of that. Now, if you guys aren't familiar with this game, uh, Fighting Climax, it's a fighting game that has characters from Sword Art Online or Emo, Magical Index, uh, all those different games, and they're all fighting each other. He was wondering because it would be a really good game to play for, you know, our gameplay channel and i said yes initially but only if there's a ps4 port now there's a ps4 port in the works i believe but i'm not sure if it's out yet uh so keto yes uh we hope to get it onto our channel at some time uh we do need to buy it first and i don't know when that's going to happen but i have always wanted to play that game so and that's all we had for fan service this week because most of it was shoved into news so i guess we have to move on to finally some shameless plugging if you guys want to join in on the conversation and tell us what anime movies you thought were good, and especially what anime movies might have been bad and why you did not like them, you can email us at wickedanimereviews, all one word, at gmail.com. That's wickedanimereviews at gmail.com. You can also find us at facebook.com where you can send us any messages you want. You can also find out all the Wicked Anime news that we pop up, and as well as chat with us anytime you want, right there at facebook.com slash wickedanime. And of course, you can find us at nerdyshow.com slash wickedanime, where you can find both our podcast and our videos. Of course, if you're not listening to our podcast there already, you can find us at soundcloud.com slash wickedanime. And as well as, we, I believe Stitcher is, is one of our things that uh, is going on down there. Anyway, uh, yeah, so uh, you can also find us at iTunes. That's uh, Wicked Anime on iTunes. You can listen to this podcast. That's pretty cool. You can write and review us there. And if you write and review us on iTunes, we'll actually pop up more uh, in popular searches. So uh, why don't you go do that? That would be great. <laughs> and, of course, you can find all of our fun things across the internet. You can find us at Tumblr, which is wickedanime.tumblr.com. And you can also tweet us on Twitter, uh, at YoWickedAnime. And, of course, as we mentioned, finally, you can find us on our gameplay channel, which is Wicked Anaplay. It's not fully up and running yet. We ha we did do a couple beta tests uh, with Street Fighter, uh, Street Fighter V, which is really cool. Uh, we uh, got on to the beta, finally. 
uh, did some cool videos of that. And we, there's actually a video on there uh, that's not on there for too much longer. It's going to go away soon. But you can watch Jonathan play as Cammy uh, for about 20 minutes. So, uh, with that, uh, that's it for this episode of the Wicked Anime Podcast. We hope you guys enjoyed our conversation. And, of course, we will see you the next time. So now it's time for us to sign off the only way we know how. Okay, bye! Bye! Oh, just my dog just <laughs> barged in. <laughs> See, I locked my cat outside because he'd be sitting on the laptop meowing in my face the whole time. Notice me, senpai. <laughs> <laughs> my roommate let the cat in. Amanda! <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it's just, it's... <laughs> yeah, there he is. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Wicked Anime Podcast. Presented by Nerdy Show. If you like what you heard, please rate and review on iTunes. Or like and follow us on SoundCloud. As listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling a friend or funding the network via Patreon. Any size contribution gets you exclusive outtakes, episodes, and images from across the network. And there's even more perks available. Just head to patreon.com backslash nerdy show. To find out how you or your company can underwrite this and other nerdy show programming, visit nerdyshow.com backslash sponsorships. You can subscribe to the Wicked Anime Podcast via iTunes and SoundCloud. Leave a comment, like, and share, and follow Nerdy Show and Wicked Anime on all your favorite social networks. For more podcasts, articles, community forums, and other awesomeness, visit nerdyshow.com. If it's geeky, we've got it covered. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.